and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Welcome back, survivalists, or welcome to How to Survive Your Life. And today we're doing How to Survive Relationships. Ooh, lots of people probably wondering this going through quarantine. But first, let's check in with my girls, Daisy and Kaylee. Daisy, I'll start with you. How are you doing? How are you surviving this week? I am good. I'm actually, I'm having an all right week. I did an online gig yesterday with Sarah Millican. So, mm-hmm. it, oh, how cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I know it was proper cool. And she is, you know, when you shouldn't like meet your hero, she's the absolute opposite because she's the loveliest woman. <gasps> um, oh, thank God. Ah, oh, like proper proper sweetheart and it was such a fun gig because they have like people on zoom you can hear them laughing so it felt like a real show and I've missed doing normal shows it's weird how long it's been to just do a proper like I'm really excited that there's more kind of stuff now that you can still hear feedback because I've done online gigs before where you can't hear people but it's really odd like you can't get a rhythm because you don't know where where anyone laughed (laughs) yeah that's exciting that's super cool let us know next time you do that oh well it would have been there I know I would have but they it's not actually I didn't put on my socials till afterwards because I think it's like closed in that she maybe has like a mailing list because there seems to be a lot of people that watch on YouTube and stuff but I think they're all people that have like maybe been to her shows and then are on the mailing list so it just sells out very fast so she doesn't put okay. it like open. Ooh, sells out look at you selling out shows in quarantine I know <laughs> yeah virtual ah. yeah. <laughs> nice well, and did you, did you stand up for it or were you sat down I was actually sitting down, which again is it's a weird way to do stand up. Stand up, big mate. We did. Yeah, should have, <laughs> should have made. But it's only because of like the logistics of where the laptop was. But it's weird doing gigs online because you do just worry about things like whether they can hear you. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff yeah. you don't in normal life. Yeah. And then do you like hold this mic even though it's not live and like you know what I mean? It just depends. <laughs> no, but weirdly seeing you guys because I mean obviously people listening can't see you, but. Both of you got the mics quite near you. It does look weirdly cool. I feel you look more legitimate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, this is true. This is true. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. Legitimate. Kaylee, how are you? How are you surviving? I'm good. So so I've got myself a smoothie this morning. I'm I noticed so, that. I'm quite jealous. I'm so into the smoothies because since I moved, we've got a Nutribullet every day. We do rounds. Sometimes Nicola makes a smoothie. Sometimes I do. What have I done this week? I did, um, I, I've been cycling a lot. So I cycled to Regent's Park. It's like an hour and five minutes, but yeah. an hour and a half if you're me. And my legs are okay. Like they, mm-hmm. it's not like they're like lazy. It's just like my bike won't go up hills. Okay. It's not my yeah. legs. <laughs> so I have to walk up hills. 
<laughs> Anywho. What kind of bike do you have? A Peugeot. A little old racer. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I can't go in easy gears. I can only stay in the like two hard gears. Oh, so, no. um, so yeah, but it's really, really fun to cycle around and the roads aren't too busy. No. The Regents Park's really nice. I've never been there. Yeah. And I, I, I loved it. There was so oh. many funny, quirky birds. So there was this goose. It, it had an orange nose and it was sort of like a maroony colored body. I just looked at it and it had its wings behind it like just completely behind it and it was creeping really quietly and it's its whole face was on the floor and it was sort of creeping and then I was like what's that goose doing to my friend and next minute we just saw the goose dart at this couple of other (gasps) geese and it just darted at it and it was going like it wasn't making any sound but it was just being really aggressive and then in the whole duration I was in the park, I watched that goose do that about a hundred times to like everyone apart from people with bread. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you call that, but it's probably like sort of cock blocking sort of goose, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds professional and mm. accurate. I love Regent's Park. When we first moved here, my husband, his office at the time was near Oxford Circus and I had I had nothing to do. So I would walk with him to work and it was like a little over an hour, but we'd walk through Regent's Park. So it, it really made it like a nice little lovely walk and you know, you're getting an hour walk at the beginning of the day. I went biking on Monday as well. I we went, I told you guys we took a train outside of London. Oh yeah. And did a, it was oh, it was so nice. I think it was called Goring. Does that sound right? Oh, I've never heard of Goring. I could be completely wrong, but it's West. And we took a walk along the Thames. It was so lovely. It was just amazing. We were like, let's move here. It was beautiful. It was right on the water. We like ended up in a pub. I've heard it's really cheap to live in Goring as well, if it's that nice. It's, it's it was beautiful. Really affordable. Probably yeah. like two mil. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, let's get on Zupla and see. Yeah. We were just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But no, so we, uh, but yeah, we biked because we're just trying to limit like underground time. So we biked yeah. from our place to Paddington and it was so lovely. And I forget how lovely like that area around Little Venice is. It was just so nice. And then there was nobody on the train. It was, I was like, there's no need to buy first class because we have the whole place yeah. to ourselves. It was great. So that's what I did this week. It was really nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Okay, ladies. So doing relationships today, a lot of people in lockdown, potentially getting out of a lockdown in a relationship or trying to survive their relationship. Maybe they even were new to relationship and they're like, you know what, let's just hunker down during this thing and they need to survive it. So let's do this. Each week, if you are coming to us for the first time, welcome. How are you? Thanks for joining us. If you're coming back, welcome back. How was your week? Did you do all right? Was it okay? Did you survive? Well, thank you. Thanks for coming. Each week, Daisy and Kaylee will bring three top tips. We will have three rounds. Each round, each of them will present one of their top tips. They will then rebut possibly the other person's top tip. I give two points for whichever top tip I like the most. I potentially will give another point if I like the other top tip or I like the rebuttal or I just like something. I'm just willy nilly sometimes with my points. Who knows what's going to happen? I might even get points to myself. Who knows? I may end up winning this whole thing. (laughs) Anyway, with that, this week, Kaylee has won the past three now, I think it was. a hat trick. Yeah, which means you are now in the lead. They were tied, and now Kaylee is up by one. But don't count Daisy out because she's a firecracker. Yeah, and she's also in a long-term relationship and married, (laughs) so she knows how to survive relationships. (laughs) 
This is the thing. I, I I will say I'm married as well, but I don't know. And you know, I'm surviving and I feel pretty good. Actually, I think on lockdown, we're stronger than we ever have been. But prior to getting married, I don't know if I would be the person to come ask relationship advice. I didn't have a lot of relationships. You know, mm. I, I, I dated a lot. I was single a lot, but I didn't have many relationships. So I don't know. Just because you're married, I don't know if that means. I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's true because relationships, like what is a relationship? You yeah. Know, your relationship to yourself, your relationship yeah. to your your pet, your relationship to your postman, you know, like there's yeah, relationships all over the shop. Yes, this is true. This is true. Okay, with that, every week the survivalist from the previous week starts, and that would be Kaylee. So, Kaylee, okay. what is your first top tip for surviving relationships? My first top tip is clarity is key. It's caring, and it's how you develop mutual respect. So, having clarity in a relationship is really important. It's important to have an idea of what you want and what you don't want so that you can avoid unnecessary pain. Although arguably all pain is necessary. If it wasn't for miscommunication, we wouldn't have great novels like normal people, would we? Mm? <laughs> and we all love normal people. Yes. Needs are something that a living organiz- organism. <laughs> oh dear. Organism? Orgasm? An orgasm. Our living orgasms. No, needs are something that a living organism needs in order to lead a healthy life. They are different to the more devilish brother want, which comes with a lot of negative connotations most of the time. So what are your needs is a question that you should be asking yourself or could be asking yourself because I also don't like the word should. And what do you want is also important to consider when you're thinking about going into a relationship with someone or when you're in a relationship and finding it difficult. So I went to a festival in Barcelona called La Vida Festival um, and it was about seven years ago and I ended up hanging out with a lot of older couples. I'm not sure how it happened. I just sort of like ended up in this group. What and is what, La Vida? What, what is it's a music festival. Oh, okay. okay. And okay. I'm not sure if it's still going now, but it was a really, really small one that not many people knew about. So you, it, it was quite an intimate gig, but lots of big names were performing there. And it's where I saw Benjamin Clementine for the first time. I have no idea who that is. If you don't know who he is, please go listen to his music. He's wonderful. And so, yeah, so it's a music festival. And I went there and I, I was hanging out with some couples. And there was this Scottish lady. She was much older than me. She must have been about 60. And she, well, they were all taking loads of drugs. And this one woman had taken like, a lot of drugs and she took a liking to me because my eyebrows look like waves waving at me so um at one point I was lying on the floor on the grass waiting for Rufus, Rufus Wainwright to begin and she just came and like sat on my belly and then she like grabbed my cheeks and she said I've been married for 30 years I'm not very good at the Scottish accent only my dad's <laughs> accent I can do we can tell. I've been married for 30 years and then she pointed to her husband. You know the key to a good marriage. Tell them I can't. I can't even. It's too early to be doing accents. We're, we're recording at nine a.m. By the way, everyone. The key to a good marriage is that you you need to. <laughs> oh no! This, Come by on. the way, my favorite thing you've ever done. You yeah. sound like you're having a breakdown. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> please don't okay. give up on it though because it really adds you don't to want me to no don't I love it no, no keep going it's better okay, than my so, Scottish accent that makes so, it really better the key to a good marriage tell them the right at the t- tell them right at the beginning what you don't like three things and if they accept you for those things 
that you don't like, then you'll never row about it again. For example, I hate wet towels on me bed. And if he puts a wet towel on me bed, I leave him. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so he never does it. I like this moment. And so then I'm just like, I'm loving this. This is such a yeah. weird situation. And I'm like, yeah. this is so funny. It's like she knew that I was, I can't remember what my status was at the time. I think I was probably single. Um, and she was just like, with her druggy intuition, working out that I needed some advice. So then I said to her, like, oh, what are his three things? And she was like, I don't know. <laughs> this is really <laughs> funny that she's like, you need to, da, da, da. but then he's like, well, I don't even know what his is. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter when it comes to that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I guess this top tip, getting clarity, knowing, like working out what your needs are, is for people with low self-esteem mainly because people with low self-esteem find it hard to articulate their needs because they don't know what they are. And the reason they don't know what they are is because they've never searched because they don't think they deserved any. Aww. So that person with low self-esteem's life becomes about service. They try and satisfy other people's needs. And in a relationship, this is pretty destructive. Of course, every partnership comes with compromises. That's how they work. But if the power dynamic gets skewed, in the end, you might end up being part of a toxic relationship. The repression of needs is unhealthy and has negative implications on a person's mental health. And that's why there are so many cases of couples breaking up over a cup of tea. So you've got like this couple been together for years and then he doesn't make her a cup of tea and he just makes himself a cup of tea. And mm -hmm. he comes and sits on the sofa next to her and she's like, I'm done. I can't be with you anymore. And it's about a cup of tea, but really it's about so much more. Or you break up over a lost cardigan, for example. My ex-boyfriend, we were in a we were in a club in Barcelona and he put his cashmere cardigan on the side and it got it got oh. um it got stolen. I was oh. on the dance floor dancing, it was my birthday, and he came over and he shouted at me and said, How dare you not care about me and my cashmere cardigan? And I was like, Sorry, what are you talking about? And he's like, My cashmere cardigan's just been robbed. And I was like, Well, where was it? And he was like, I put it on the side. I was like, We're in Barcelona, a busy nightclub. Oh come on, like, I, I don't know, do you want me to console you? And he was like, you're disgusting. And I was like, I'm not going out with you anymore, bye. <laughs> so that was about a cashmere cardigan. So basically, don't be ashamed of your needs and acknowledge them and know that you deserve to fulfill them. Unless you are a murder, rapist, pedophile, or so on. Um, but then... <laughs> Funniest I like caveat. that. I like caveat. that caveat. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. That, that asterisk, just in case. Just to be clear, yeah. 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 So just, need, but needs are not something that harm other living things. Needs are something that you need in order to live a healthy life, which those three and maybe a couple things more are not involved in this top tip. Needs are things that encourage you to live a life within a relationship that you find meaningful and both you and your partner are happy in and consenting in. There we go. That's it. Right. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. It's a tricky one to rebut because Kaylee has somehow figured out that if she gives the most reasonable top tip, <laughs> it's really hard to be like, you know what? Fuck your needs, be servile, you know, go back to the 50s. I don't have a rebuttal, somebody. I want to rebut it because I want to get a point. But I, I honestly, it's just, yeah, I, I think I would just add to it and say I agree, especially with women, because I think we're really... We're really bad at doing it because we think it yeah. makes us like unlikable or pushy. Mm. So actually yeah. I would doubly encourage women especially to to sort of, you know, enforce that. 
I think when you say that about women, I think it's just been part of being a woman has been about yeah. service, especially from like the old dynamics of relationships in the 50s or many yeah. years ago of like trying to always be what the man wants. And I think historically that sort of stays with you. And it's like, yeah. it's it's good to go to therapy and stuff to sort of work it out and realize that you are not here to serve, even mm, though yeah. Russell Brand says that as his tips for living hippie life. We're here to serve other people. Is Russell Brand your like leader, Kate? No, I love it when you said that he's my, um, no. But I listen to, I just listen to his like podcast sometimes. Mantra, Peter's books, goes to bed with, like him playing in her ear. <laughs> but he's not her leader, not her leader. Great. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you. And I, to add to both what you said, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think not just from the 50s, for hundreds of years, you know, women traditionally in most Western cultures were, you know, the, the household. And I think a lot of women are shamed when they put their needs ahead of their partners, their children's. And I think it's important to know that putting your needs ahead of anyone is not, you shouldn't be feel selfish. You shouldn't feel bad. It's actually good for your household because if you are not healthy, then your household will not be healthy. So there's a top tip from your judge. Give myself a point for that. <laughs> you can't just do that. This is insane. She's doing hey, hey, out of control. One of these weeks, Molly is going to win the episode with yeah. her own bonus yeah. point. And then the next week, she's going to introduce it. It's like, hi, you're listening to the Molly Merwin show with my occasional guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything, I feel like I've been kind of holding back. So I'm just making that for last time. <laughs> okay, with that, Daisy, what is your top tip for surviving relationships my top tip actually slightly refers to other people's relationships so I read an article it was a blog on HuffPost and it was basically called seven ways to cope if you hate your best friend's husband and I thought it was an interesting article and it gave you know pretty balanced tips that I could summarize as basically minding your own business. <laughs> One thing I've realized since, cause I've been married just over a year now that I think relationships are complicated and they can be difficult. And I think making a relationship work, you know, they kind of change and evolve. Sometimes you're in the wrong, sometimes you're in the right, sometimes they're in the wrong, sometimes they're in the right. And I think sometimes, especially women, because generally, and obviously this is speaking mainly for myself, a huge generalization, we don't really like confrontation. Like, And I'm not mm -hmm. saying men just run up to people and shout in their face. But my brother, for example, I always felt was much better than me at just saying, stop doing that. I don't like it or do this or do that. I can't do that. If someone, someone could be getting on my last nerve and I would go doubly friendly. So they didn't know, like they literally could be like, Oh, Daisy, it's weird. Cause I've never respected you. I hate everything about you. And I'd be like, that's, that's so honest and refreshing. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we've had this <laughs> chat, you know, because I just can't bring myself to have face-to-face -face arguments. So one thing I think women do as a tactic, because we don't like doing that, is then purge to other women. And I think men see this as like inverted commas bitching. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's like a necessary social structure for us because I wouldn't care if people did it about me because I would rather, because sometimes I do that. Like sometimes I might say to a friend, oh, 
Chloe really annoyed me. I'm saying Chloe only because I don't know anyone called Chloe. So no one could no be listening to this and be like, fuck you, Daisy. <laughs> I said to someone, oh, Chloe really annoyed me because of X, Y, Z. My friend might go, actually, you know, I'm not sure that's entirely right. You know, maybe you could be more comment. Do you mean it's just a way to like process things? But one thing that's difficult, if you're the friend and your friend is dating or married to someone who you instinctively don't like, is if they purge that kind of ill will on you, you then think, wow, their husband's a monster or their partner's mm-hmm. a monster or boyfriend or whatever. Or girlfriend, it doesn't matter. You just, it's not necessarily a female thing. It's just whoever you're closer to in that relationship. And then when they ask for advice, I think in the past, especially when I was younger, especially when I wasn't married, maybe didn't kind of appreciate that relationships are difficult and you're only hearing one side of the story, I would have really strong opinions and I'd be like, oh, you should leave him. He sounds like a dick, you know, just be like, (laughs) because there's no consequence for me. Do you mean there's no consequence? But then it would end up sometimes... I think the friend wouldn't necessarily feel listened to, wouldn't necessarily feel supported because it's like if I slag off my brother, it's or my husband, it's because they're my brother or my husband. Mm-hmm. If someone joined in, I'd be like, fuck you, why are yeah. you joining in? And I think everyone feels like that. So it's a trap. So I think you have to develop, my tip is like to develop a way to listen to somebody without actually giving them any advice. So if they say, oh, my boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. Because what you find, there was a, a girl at uni who, I'll, it doesn't matter who she was, but she was a girl. Chloe. That, Chloe. It's called a fucking Chloe. Chloe. Chloe and I. Chloe is now the name for <laughs> yeah, any woman everyone, from now on. Yeah. Just yeah. blanket woman. Okay, go ahead, Chloe. But Chloe at university, her boyfriend was legitimately, from my perspective, an asshole. He <laughs> was rude to her on nights out. He would say mean things to her, she would tell me. And I used to think, this man is maybe the worst human being. He was very, very handsome, very you know, tall, very attractive, but a terrible, just rotten soul. <laughs> and I used to think, oh, why? She was such a nice girl. I used to think, why are you with this dick? They are now, they live abroad. They have been together for, I think... <gasps> Like, it must be, well, how old am I? If I'm about to be 33, almost a decade they've been together, maybe a decade now. So they're married now. So obviously for them, you wouldn't, I'm hoping you wouldn't stay with someone for 10 years if that didn't develop and grow. So I'm kind of glad I kind of didn't say too much at the time. But yeah, so that's my tip is just not to to kind of stand outside of, of someone else's situation and not get involved. Unless, just sorry, small caveat, unless it's like domestic abuse or something. Yes. Obviously that intervenes, yes. but yeah. I like these asterisks that you ladies are adding to your tips this well, week. It, it's because we know <laughs> the other is, one yeah, yeah. will use it to rebut. So yeah. <laughs> Kayla will be like, oh, don't care about abused women, do we, Daisy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. I think it's really important to listen listen to people without giving advice because I think people often think that you're not listening if you're just listening but you're like I think just keeping quiet and letting someone talk and vent and then saying maybe at the end of the conversation like is there anything you you know you want from me or you know is it sometimes yeah people do just get in on it like I've got an auntie called Chloe who um (laughs) If ever I talked about my mum to her, like just a little vent, like she goes to town and you're like, whoa, like, no, this wasn't what we do. Like, don't do that. And it's like, 
not I think some people just it's a way of like expressing stuff that they just mm-hmm. talk about other people but actually sometimes you just have an, an occasion that you want to like sort of just vent something out about that's annoying so I think it's a very good top tip and I think listening to listen it, active listening it's called it's really important active listening yeah there yeah I don't know if I like this you two agreeing all the time thing I, feel like I don't it feels very unnatural I might change up my next tips just so Katie will disagree. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> no, because I think I've noticed a change in Daisy over the last episode. She's coming over to my side a bit more. Like she's a bit yeah. more then. Are you listening to Russell Brand? Dave? Yeah, she she I saw her on the webinar. Her little face popped up. <laughs> <Hello. on> her... <laughs> hey Russell, love this. Carry on. No, I feel I'm being very misrepresented in the earlier episodes as if I used to be a monster <laughs> and now suddenly I'm all like, oh, I love people. <laughs> I think we just uh, removed the at some point the slightly combative element of this podcast. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Because we re- removed it. I removed, I removed it. it. Can I'm naturally competitive, but then I, this is probably my favorite part of the week. I love it. Yeah, 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 same. And then I I get confused in my brain because I like, I want to win, but I want to have fun. And that's learning, you know, it's like going back to nursery school. I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you a secret. So I always like it when Daisy wins because then I don't have to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kayla, you should tell me that. As a survivalist, you can choose. Oh. Because um, because one week I was like, oh, I've got to go first, and then you went, I owe Daisy a point, so Daisy can go first, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know for both of us. You're a lot sneakier than your hippie ways would suggest. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, yes. Okay, ladies, we digress. Everyone has a shadow. We digress. Okay, great. Lots of points to give out. First, I'm going to give one point to Daisy for having a reference that wasn't the Daily Mail. She used the Huffington Post. Oh, she oh my should God. definitely get so, a point. I again you know. say, I hate the Daily Mail. <laughs> they just cover the same story often, but they're free to read online. I'm honestly going to get a subscription for another newspaper just for this podcast. <laughs> Great. But Huffington Post is free, and I'm glad you use it. Amazing. And it got you a point. I don't want it. I don't want you to know keep the point. I know I'm rejecting your oh point. Oh, my God. Okay. You're rejecting the point. Take it back. I hate the Daily Mail with such a passion and I just have to quote them because I feel it's right. But And they were free and I regret it. Ah, oh, you've touched a nerve. <laughs> I can tell. I think I'll give myself that point, actually. Yeah, you're going to win now, this episode. Molly's got two points. I got two points. Is Molly winning? <laughs> Molly actually, is winning. Wait a second. I am winning. Okay. Okay, so then let's move on. These are both really good and I think really key. So I'm going to give you both points for them, but I'm going to give two points to Kaylee for clarity is key. I think that's so important when you're in a relationship, whether you're a male or female, to be clear about your needs. And if you're not sure what your needs are, have some exploration of yourself and figure out what that is. There's nothing wrong with being clear about what you need and what you want. I- I've said this is kind of a another gonna give myself another tip for this um i said cannot do this this is out of hand she's out of control i've said this in the past when my husband and i moved in together we have roommate requests and these are things that are just you know a roommate request a little less sensitive this is just something i need to survive and to live 
as a human. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And to Daisy's point, I'm giving Daisy one point for develop a way to listen without giving advice. I think this is so important. Yeah. And as as Kaylee said, active listening, I've been guilty of it in the past as well of thinking oh, this person needs to advise. Sometimes people just need a vent. I'll say this to my husband or even my mom. I'm like, I just need you to listen right now. I don't need you to fix it. I just need a vent. I just need to get this off my chest. And I think also, especially when you're younger, I think Daisy, you said this, you don't always hear the nice things. You always hear like the bad things. Yeah. Person needs to bitch. You know what I mean? Um, So just recognizing the person just needs to vent. And sometimes you're not always going to hear the good stuff because people aren't always like, blah 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 because you know you'd be like shut up well instagram's for that right that's what what social media is for not your friends okay great so ladies we go into round two with kaylee with two points daisy with one and me with three loving it i am i really am loving it and with that daisy you begin round two what is your second top tip for surviving relationships my second top tip is basically to lower your expectations so (laughs) i say this because i think that we your poor husband your poor husband (laughs) no but you're but you see this is why i say this my husband is a sweetheart he is honestly he makes me seem positively unreasonable and quite cruel by comparison to his personality because (laughs) you guys will see what I mean when you visit he's just fucking kind he's just a very terrible I know reasonable lovely man but even with him who I legitimately think and obviously I'm incredibly biased is the loveliest man in the universe he isn't perfect because he's a human being And I think that because we all grew up with like Disney and any chick flick that you look back Mm. that we would watch as teenagers from like the 90s is really problematic. It's very kind of, I I know I don't like to use the word problematic because I, you know, what am I? (laughs) But um, (laughs) I'm becoming gay. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I'm ashamed of myself but all of those <laughs> films if like do you mean it's all that Russell Brand you've been listening to I know I have to get off those seminars <laughs> they give this really unrealistic version of love where it's so romanticized everything is perfect you get you know long letters some time travelers in a lake house or whatever that film was that I never entirely understood do you mean it's just time travelers wife yeah I think no so. it was all time good. travelers in a lake house well, the, the, lake. the lake house. Oh yeah, the one Kevin, with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, with that, um, yeah, and Keanu Reeves. I yes. loved that. I don't understand how it happened it, either, but I it was it. such a bad. It was, film. Someone, it was such trash. But if someone explained the plot to you, think you are so high right now. Like, so he's in the future and he sends a letter, and you live in the same house. It's just complete. I thought she was in the future. But if your no, friend, he was in the future. Yeah, but no. if your friend said to you, if you told me that story, Molly, I'd be like, Molly, you're having a nervous breakdown. We need to yeah, text you. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, that aside, yeah. there was an article on Stylist Magazine and it was about how to like reduce stress in conflict by like using really positive affirmations to get what you want from someone. And there was a magazine in Glamour magazine, in Glamour magazine, there was an article, sorry, about what your relationship bottom line is and basically creating all these kind of deal breakers. So it's like quite a common thing of like, you know, how to like make the perfect relationship. 
And I actually think sometimes you just have to accept you don't have the perfect relationship because literally nobody does. And just think that actually, you know, I just think you sometimes just have to think of a person in their totality that they've got their own stress, their own pressure and accept that they're not perfect and make that kind of imperfection perfect for you guys. Obviously, if there is something that is absolutely intolerable, if someone does something you're like, I can't bear to to just handle this forever, then mention that. But I think a lot of people have arguments on a day-to-day basis about things that just don't matter. And you've just got to think, in five years' time, would I remember what I'm arguing about right now? Probably not. Mm. And that's one thing I found when I look back on dating. Prior to meeting my husband and just being kind of blinded by love, I was very unforgiving. If someone irritated me and did something that I didn't agree with, especially if it was something morally I didn't agree with, even if on reflection they maybe just misspoke, if they said something that I thought was a bit mean-spirited, well, I'd just be like, no, I don't want to go out with you, I don't want to see you anymore. Like I was such a um, very easy to cut, very quick to cut people off. And I kind of think that you have to, in a relationship, if you want it to work, just accept that it won't be perfect. They'll do things that annoy you, but you've just got to think, does the good outweigh the bad? And if it does, mm. then I would say stick with it. That's my advice. So yeah, lower your expectations, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kayla, your rebuttal. It's bad advice. Don't lower your expectations. If you are a liberal and you date a guy, you have sex with him, and then you find out he's a Tory, that's not cool. So you need to not lower your expectations. Well, he's a really nice Tory. Yeah. I mean, no. Unlikely, but... <laughs> thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love it, love it. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I write that. I love down. that you're you going to town on Birmingham, but Tories they might be nice. <laughs> no, and then I said they probably wouldn't be. I agreed. I thought yeah, it's unlikely. They're as nice as Birmingham. Okay, just kidding. I'm gonna <laughs> because they make your if you sleep if you sleep with a Tory. Yeah. They make your vagina a Tory vagina, and that's not nice. What is a Tory vagina like? It's contaminated. It's just a bit pretentious and doesn't care about poor people, I think. Interest in their own <laughs> yeah. self-interest. So yeah, really it's selfish. It's a selfish vagina. Make me come. Make me come now. <laughs> selfish vagina. Um, Kaylee, your impression of a vagina is maybe my favorite thing you've done on this podcast. <laughs> I want to take a clip of that sound and just have it like when Kaylee wins every episode. We can make that happen, actually. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, what is your second top tip for surviving relationships? Um, My second top tip is that if you are in a relationship, whatever relationship that might be, take the languages of love quiz. You can go to www.5lovelanguages.com and you can choose whether to do beginner couples quiz, beginner teens quiz, beginner singles quiz or beginner children's quiz. And you find out what your languages of love are. There are five languages of love. So this five languages of love quiz looks into that. So problems in relationships or life can arrive when couples aren't on the same page with their languages of love. So, for example, Sheila might like gifts, but Dara likes it when they put their phones away. 
if you do the quiz, it helps couples find the common ground and communicate clearer, which links in with my first top tip, which I won. What is a relationship? Well, modern relationships look very different than they did 100 years ago. We've got monogamy is considered the traditional relationship. And in the animal kingdom, it seems to be less traditional. But there are three animals that wait, wait that make for life. The grey wolf is eternally loyal to their partner, the giant river otter and ant and deck. A traditional relationship. And the, assumes, sorry, what was the last one? Ant and Deck. What, what They're British celebrities. <laughs> they present like Britain's Got Talent. I think they stick together through thick and thin. They might ah, not cover sorry. Me, I didn't, yeah. sorry, it was a good joke. I didn't get it. Sorry. I like it though. I like it that I had to explain it because I was like, <laughs> boom, this is a laugh in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cricket. Sorry. Um, don't penguins mate for life as well? Yeah, but it depends which penguin. Okay. Mainly birds mate for life. So, all mainly mostly all birds but and some penguins but there is one penguin that like has to be a prostitute so they um (laughs) no they don't no they don't they They do this is okay fine i can't remember what the type of penguin is but what happens is she um is it the chloe penguin she offers her Hangs out on the corner. Yeah, the Chloe penguin. <laughs> what does she do it for, fish? No, if she needs pebbles for her nest, then she'll give her body and then the man will give her stones. So it's like money. <gasps> Chloe, you can get your own pebbles. <laughs> Chloe, the Chloe penguin. Oh, mm. oh, Chloe. I mean, she's loving it. She's like, yeah, pebbles. Like, I love it. You know so what? I shouldn't judge. If she if she's okay with it, if she's Chloe's consensual. she to do what she's got to do, Molly. She needs yeah. Sorry, we totally torpedoed, torpedoed, torpedoed. You were saying languages. No, I think, life. Yeah, so a traditional relationship assumes you'll spend the rest of your life with that person. And that thought offers security. I mean, it's definitely a scary thought, like forever, like <laughs> forever. But it's also very comforting to feel secure and safe in a partnership, especially if you come from a very turbulent childhood, for example. Mm, yeah. But obviously, there are other types of relationships. You've got polyamory, which is multiple partners, polygamy, which is multiple wives, and you've got monopoly, which is a fetish about rich uncle money, penny bags. <laughs> which one are you? <laughs> I won't. I won't ask right now. But yeah, so I think I think taking the languages of love quiz is a good way no matter what your uh, relationship is, no matter what lifestyle you're leading, it's a really good way of speaking the same language. Or you don't necessarily have to speak that person's language, but you will understand what their language is and be a, and there'll be clarity there because you, you speak it. So the five languages of love, you've got gift giving, quality time together, you've got physical touch, you've got... Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to load the website, but um, it's acts not. of service. Yeah, acts of service and words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yeah. So you've got these five ones. So for example, earlier I talked about the cup of tea. So that's an act of service, and that's special to that person. And um, having somebody make them a cup of tea, but to that other person, it's just you know they just haven't even thought of it because mm-hmm. their their one is quality time together and sitting on the sofa with the phones away. But understanding that like when you make a cup of tea and you don't come back with a cup of tea for me, that makes me feel invisible. Then you can be like, oh, I'm making a cup of tea. I should ask 
my partner if they want mm-hmm. a cup of tea as well do you want a cup of tea I'd love one great and then you don't have an argument I'm not sure what to do about the cashmere cardigan situation because I do think that was just insane yeah and that was a very toxic relationship anyway so um we didn't do the language of love I only I only heard about the languages of love quiz about three months ago yeah yeah I've I've heard about it a couple of years ago we'll get into that um have you heard of it Daisy no not until today so I think like you mentioned it in your tip as well like these little things that couples or or even friends bicker about like mm. oh he didn't take the bins out or da, 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 da. it's like do you actually just like talking and moaning about that or does it actually bother you because if it actually yeah. bothers you then talk to the person about it yeah and maybe take the languages of love quiz and work it out great thank you kaylee daisy your rebuttal well i'm actually just gonna rebut one tiny bit of kaylee's thing because you know on the whole it's very hippie-ish, but I'm fine with it. I, and I would expect nothing less, Kaylee. I admire that. But the, you said that forever as a concept is quite comforting. I sometimes feel the opposite. Now, I know this sounds mean to my No, husband, I did say it's scary. I did say. But I don't find it comforting in that sometimes in my husband, on the very rare occasion that he does irritate me, I feel I get more annoyed since we got married to when we were just a couple because there's a part of my mind that goes, sorry, are you going to do that forever? Like, when does this end? Because I know we're going to be here forever. So are you going to do that forever? So I think actually sometimes forever (laughs) is is quite you have to almost not think of it as forever sometimes. And also I think sometimes it's healthy relationships to not think of forever and not think things are unconditional because then I think you take people for granted. I think it's mm. good to still make the effort that you did when you were dating. But mm. also, that you just reminded me of Twilight. When I was watching that, I was like, that's my worst nightmare. They're gonna, there's no forever for them. They are just <laughs> yeah. alive together. It's and literally forever. It's insane. Yeah. Like, your concept of that was long. like, but we're yeah. Hollywood and we're so in love that it doesn't matter. Also, yeah. the, that girl's acting in Twilight, I think, was the most frightening part. I mean, you two are actors. <laughs> you could back me on this. What's the name oh, of the, the love interest in Twilight? Kristen Bella. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. That's it. Bless yeah. her heart. I mean, a good-looking woman, but Jesus, the range of emotion. It was like, Christian, your entire family have fell into a burning inferno. And she'd just be like, oh, okay. The love of your life is here. Oh, okay. That was was just one. Yeah. There's so many problematic things with that. (laughs) I actually read all the books and I watched all the movies. Yeah, I did too. I I loved it, but it was scary that forever. Okay, great. Thank you both ladies. Really good round once again. You guys are bringing your A game and it's making my life very hard. Is it? Because you've got three points. You're winning. I know, that's true. (laughs) I am in the lead right now. I am in the lead. I don't want you guys to forget that. So, uh, giving so many points out again, none to myself though. Surprisingly, I don't think I really, I don't think I really brought my A game this round. So no points for me. Okay. I'm going to start by giving actually Daisy or something she said in her rebuttal. And it was really good. It was so good. I've now forgotten what it was and I'm into writing. Forever's not comforting. I think that was my rebuttal. Oh, no, no, no. It It was don't, don't take someone for granted. I think when you get in a relationship, it's so easy 
to take each other for granted because it's like, oh, we're married. Like you're stuck with me. And you also get in a rhythm of life. It's just so easy to take each other for granted. And I think it's important to have little date nights or just if you know someone's love language to do something for them, whatever, whatever their love language is. So I think it's really important to not take someone for granted if you're in a relationship, whether you're married on paper or not. It's really, really important. So I'm going to give Daisy a point for that. And you probably could tell by my hint, I'm giving Kaylee two points for her top tip because actually I, so my mother told me about the love languages like years ago and I'm like, okay, mom, I was like, not like hippy dippy, you know, then shortly after Alex and I started dating, he listened to it. Actually, he was like on, you know, audiobook, And I was like, whatever, it's lame. And then I listened to it. And it was actually, it actually makes a lot of sense. I think Alex is all the love languages, except for we joke about that, except for gift giving. Neither one of us are gift givers. Like that's not our love language. But Access service is a big one for him. That's his number one because that's that's just how his mother would show him love and that's how he shows love. For me, I think mine is words of affirmation. For my dad, though, it's gift giving. So we just know with my dad, we need to make sure we get him a good gift. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just him. I like that it's not judging as well because you're no. like, because you feel like if you want gifts, then oh, what kind of person are you? But it's no, it's like that's just their love language. Yeah. That's, embrace yeah. that, accept that, and just get yeah. them a nice gift. Yeah, no worries. And and it's it's also recognizing that you both may not have the same language, but that doesn't mean you're like not meant to be or whatever. Uh, my in-laws took it. And I think my mother-in-law is, is access service. And I forgot what my, my father-in-law is, but it was helpful for them to take it because he would almost feel resentful. I, I think I have this right and I could have it backwards, but he would always do these things and kind of be resentful, but then he realized, no, that actually means something to her. Like that is important to her. So two points to Kaylee for that. And then, but I am also going to give Daisy a point for lower your expectations. Like people aren't perfect and we're human and people are going to make mistakes and that's okay. And also somebody's got to live with you as well. You know, you're not perfect and you're going to make mistakes. Is that a comment towards Daisy? Like you... Yeah, that did you didn't you look at me at that point? Yeah. I was like, oh, I did. no, no, no. That's no, that was for Chloe. I think mine that is a point Chloe. from Molly for the uh, offensive comment. Yeah. I was not saying that to Daisy. That was for Chloe. Can I just say, I love it when we gang up on Molly because that is such a new shade for us. We never do this. We've never done that. Molly always sorts out our squabbling, so we've never been on the same page enough to be like, oh, Molly, giving yourself another point, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, so now we're going into round three with Kaylee at four points, Daisy at three, and me with three. So Daisy, you and I are tied. Kaylee, you have one extra point. (laughs) It could go either way. (laughs) It won't. I mean, it could, but it won't. I feel like Molly's going to win this episode and I'm, I'm right with it. (laughs) I also don't know if I've ever watched a competition where the judge, like, for example, like, judging anything has gone, ah, okay, that was a really good point. I'm going to give myself a point for saying that was a really good point. Okay. And then there's just this. No, I give myself for giving good advice. Okay. That's what I'm doing. This is an advice show. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think I'm just, I'm, I'm with I the love theme that, the advice here. show. Hey, I'm with the, the theme here. Show. Okay. I'm, I'm on theme with that. We do need you. We do need you. And I'm ready. Okay. Kaylee, what's your third and final top tip for surviving relationships? 
So my third tip is if you survived quarantine with your partner, whoever that partner is, it might be a flatmate, it might be a relationship, it like a romantic relationship, it might be like a dating thing, whatever that relationship was. If you survived quarantine together, you should consider celebrating your quarantine. What is a quarantine? I hear you ask. It's a new concept that I made up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> through my very tired sleepy sleepy eyes I mean I obviously haven't celebrated a anniversary apart from with myself um because well I didn't um spend it with anyone the whole time but if you did it's a good idea because it must have been really intense and especially at the beginning when we couldn't even go out the house or just going mm. out once for 30 minutes so I think it's really important to take that moment and be like look what we did and have a anniversary and celebrate mm. getting through it Tiger's open now, the shop, so you can go and stock up on all the decorations. You can get yourself matching pineapple cups and a pair of beer-shaped sunglasses because, after all, wasn't it beer goggles that brought you both together? <laughs> if, if you didn't survive it, if you're like, well, this isn't fair, Kaylee, you're saying have a anniversary, you're just celebrating the people who got through it. It's not my fault I didn't make it to the other side with my partner. Don't worry. Have a corvorce. <laughs> What's that? I hear you say. Well, it's something I made up this morning through my sleepy, sleepy eyes. You should be celebrating the fact that you tried and it wasn't a normal situation to hear each other fart so much. And so while you are cutting your quivorce cake, make a speech about why you hate each other so much, reminding the person of the worst thing they did during quarantine. And again, celebrate it. Celebrate it with a quivorce party because, you know, at least now you both know that you weren't meant to be together and you can move on and find other people. And Tiger's open. So you can go in and you can get yourself some bunting. And I don't know, I haven't been in Tiger for a long time. Like, I think they might have new stock now. But um, You yeah, need to they, get a Tiger. You've, you've brought Tiger up a couple of times. They have lots of straws. What about 40-year um, anniversaries for people who've been married that long? What do you think about those? It's, I sort of was thinking about it this morning and I was thinking like, is it because we're so surprised as humans that we made it? Like we're mm. like, oh my goodness, 40 years? We better throw a party and acknowledge the fact that we did this. I think I think personally, if I make it to 40, I'm throwing a party. Hell, I'm throwing a party at 20. But, what, but why, why Hell, 40? I'm throwing one at 10. Well, that's what I was going to say. Why 40? Why not 39? Yeah, you're right. Do it whenever you want. I think every year should be a party. Yeah, I mean, technically every day would become a party, right? Yeah. Because then you'd always yeah. find an excuse to go to Tiger. You just want to go to Tiger. I'm not openly endorsing Tiger. I'm not being paid by Tiger. Um, it's just the place where the parties are made. So Kaylee, for those not in the UK, how would you describe Tiger? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. Do you have Tiger in America? Mm -mm. Unless it's opened up since I've moved. I could see it maybe being in New York or Chicago. So Tiger is a shop which is full of different colors. I mean, everything's white, but they've got like like the, the sides, the cabinets where they store the stock. But everything is just a different color and sparkly and golden and they just have everything everything you can imagine yeah. that you don't need but one they yeah. have it in there so like I said you've got the pineapple cups you've got banners you've got lots of notebooks you've you've got coconut crisps you've got yeah. herbs they really do and I think it's a Danish company I think you're right yes 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 I think you're right when you do get traveling again people in America it's going to be a while but um <laughs> but yeah put tiger on the list 
Tiger. Tiger's the way to go. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. Firstly, I absolutely love Tiger. So I do endorse Tiger fully. <laughs> Tiger is the place that I always thought I hated shopping. And then Tiger opened and it was like whoever opened it was my spirit animal who understood <laughs> that I need one of those little basketball hoops on my desk and I might want to chalk <laughs> on the pavement. And yeah, so I love Tiger. What I would say is that I often think with any, I know it's not really how Kaylee meant it, but with any kind of crisis, and that rate could range from like coronavirus to cancer, people always talk about the idea of winning and losing and being brave enough. Or Sorry, they don't talk about the idea of losing. So they always talk about winning. So it's like, we survived, we did well. Whereas the implication is that, and because we were brave and had courage, etc. But then the implication is that those whose relationship, because a lot of people have got divorced, and divorce is one of those things that on the surface sounds fun because it's like you know you get to be a sassy divorcee and if I, if I was a sassy divorcee I'm gonna wear like 80 shoulder pads but I imagine it's quite painful and it isn't because I think there's so many different factors it's very unlikely to be the fault of the individuals and just them not being able to work hard enough on their relationship it could be childcare, you know pressures it could be work pressures and another couple maybe didn't have those additional pressures. So that's, I know that's not really, to be fair, what Kaylee said. So it's not an entirely applicable rebuttal. You just want to be sounding like you are for the situation, right? <laughs> what are you talking about? Can Kaylee get a minus point? I know it's early, but a minus point for that rebuttal. I don't even know what that was. So okay. But yeah, that was okay. my rebuttal. Thank you, Daisy. And with that, Daisy, you're going to end it. What is your final top tip for surviving relationships? Okay, so mine is to consider that you might be the problem. So this, the, I got my information from Psychology Today, Very Well Mind and Healthline.com. So there's this concept in psychology of self-serving bias. And it's actually like they've done studies on it and experiments on it. And it's a very kind of real thing that basically to protect, it's a defense mechanism and to protect our own ego, our own sense of self-esteem, we will, to an unbelievable degree, we will side with ourselves. So if we, if if you had an argument, could be with a friend, could be with a partner, you will entirely see the logic and reason in your position and not see it in theirs because you'll give all the benefit of the doubt to yourself, be incredibly biased towards yourself. The counter of that be incredibly biased the other way towards them. So they came in late and slammed the door because they're unreasonable you let it shut because the wind was blowing. Do you mean like you're whatever it is, you'll find an excuse. And I think in a relationship, that's hard because it means, you know, unless you actively consider it. And what I do is a sort of trick in my mind, if I'm ever not sure if I'm being reasonable, be that with my husband or with a friend, try and consider what I would think if we were characters in a play and someone explained the plot to me. So like if someone said, well, Danny did this and Chloe did that, who whose side would I be on if I wasn't in the situation? Because we even have self-serving bias at the moment in terms of they have this thing, I read it, we have like a, it was actually, it was an American newspaper, but we have a, what's the word for like being like the opposite of pessimistic? Optimistic. We have a, like an optimistic 
bias towards coronavirus. So, and that's a self-serving bias. So you know how some people now are doing quite risky behaviors. So like they're not wearing masks. Mm -hmm. They are telling themselves and others that the risk is lower, even though there isn't significant evidence for that because they want to, because basically they want to go to a park and gather in a large group or they want to whatever. So their brain will actually actively ignore any news or any advice that may say that's not safe because they want it to be true. So that's my, my final tip is to consider whether you're, whether you're being biased towards yourself and try and kind of think more objectively. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. I think that this is a rebuttal for people with low self-esteem because people with low self-esteem don't do that. They think it's all their fault. So they often get into a compromised situation where they are not considering what that person is doing. They just think it's all their fault. So I think that there's um, another layer to that one. Great. Thank you, Kaylee. And now you both have put me in a very difficult position because both of your rebuttals were really, really good. Damn it. The tips were shit, but the rebuttals but no, were good. No, the tips were really good. <laughs> the, no, the tips were really good, but your rebuttals... So I'm not going to give, I was going to give points for rebuttals, but that's not going to happen now because you both did really good. On that note, I will say, first I'll take Daisy's rebuttal. I will say if you get a divorce or you break, break up a relationship, you have not lost. I think that's a really good point because mm. sometimes the braver thing is to say, this isn't working. You know, that, it, that it's, it's hard to accept that something's not working and that's it. But that doesn't mean you lost or a loser or you haven't achieved anything. Like that's a brave thing, some, you know, sometimes to do that. And also to Kaylee's point, a lot of people with lower self-esteem end up in longer relationships than they should because they're like, well, you know, I actually kind of can see it from their perspective. I, I may have been doing that. So I do agree with Kaylee as well on that. So then I have to just look at the arguments and I love both of these so, so, so much core versary. Like that's just fun to say. But I'm going to give I'm going to give the two points to Daisy. Consider you might be the problem. Daisy's actually given that analogy about the play, but I think it's a really good one. Kind of taking a step back and saying like, well, if Chloe did this and I did this or Chloe did this and Molly did this, you know, it is true. We always self-bias ourselves unless you have a self, you know, I know there are exceptions. So we've acknowledged the exceptions. So I think consider you might be a problem is a really, really good top tip. And that gives two points to Daisy which means Daisy has won by a point. Woo! So five to four. I came in last place with three points, just so everybody knows. And <laughs> Daisy, you are the survivalist of relationships. Congratulations. Thanking you. You're oh, welcome. Sorry. Any final words, ladies, as we wrap it up? No, just no. Fun episode. That was fun. I'm awake now. Amazing. Good start to the morning. Thanks. I do too. Great way to start the day. Well, this has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Relationships. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at How the Number Two Survive Pod or on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life. You can also email us at How to Survive Your Life Pod all one word at gmail.com. I am your therapist, Merwin. That is Moon Cohen. That is Lavender Bush. Goodbye. <laughs> Talk to you this week. Music by Jazar.